you, EBO. Thank you, Tony. 842. Welcome back to the show. Fawn Riggin on Real Talk with Riggin. There are a lot of people running for a lot of offices. And in a political year, we have a lot of people who come on the show who want to tell you why they're running and what they want to do if they are chosen. Right now, we head to the live line to talk to a Democrat who is running for U.S. District 8 U.S. Congressional Office, currently held by Jason Smith. He is from the Branson area, Denny Roth. Hi, Denny. Hi, Vaughn. How are you? I'm doing good. How are you doing in your cowboy hat? (laughs) Uh, I'm doing great. Another great day, it looks like. It's going to be beautiful. Yeah, it's going to be windy here, so you can have that part, yeah. but we'll take the rest. Not bad for February. All right, no, so. No, I'll take it. You are going to throw your hat in the ring for the congressional seat. Um, how come? <clears throat> well, just uh, it's something I've always wanted to do. I retired uh, at the end of 2022, uh, and it's something I've mulled over uh, quite a bit. I had several people approach me asking me if I would be interested in running and kind of pushed me that direction. Um, so I just decided to throw my hat in the ring and, and uh, see what I could do. And he's got a literal hat, I'm not lying. All right, no, I, I think have a I literal s- hat. Yeah, <laughs> I think I said you were from Branson, but you're not. You're from Hillsboro. Yes, I'm outside of Hillsboro. Okay. All right, so when you run for a congressional seat, there's a huge learning curve because Washington's a whole lot weirder than Missouri. But... What are some of the things that you think you want to go there and do? Well, a couple of things. <clears throat> I want to, uh, one, I'd like to address uh, what I call wealth inequality. Um, in the last 40 years, we've, you know, with the, with the uh, trickle-down economics that we've had, uh, we've transferred a lot of wealth from the bottom uh, 80%, 90% of the country to the top 1%. And I think it's I think it's hurt our ability to fund our infrastructure, uh, fund uh, schools, fund our hospitals, I mean, uh, just a whole host of things. So I'd like to address that. And I'd also, uh, I'm a big proponent of universal health care. We have hospitals that are are going out of business in the 8th District, and some just hanging on by a thread uh, that already get most of their funding through Medicare or Medicaid, in some cases over 90%. Uh, I would like to expand basically what the Medicare system is, get rid of the private insurance out of it and just expand it to everyone. Yeah, I I literally could not disagree with you more, but it is your stance and it's yours to tell. But this um, this is a very, very big undertaking. So it's difficult to get everybody on the same page when it comes to something <clears throat> like that. What would you do to, to, to change minds? Try to change mine while you're at it. <clears throat> Well, it, it's uh, it's something that you have to kind of peel back the layers. Uh, there's a lot of money thrown against that because there's a lot of money to be made in the current system. We are a uh, for-profit healthcare system, mm-hmm. and if it's for-profit, they don't have the interest of the people in mind. That's just the way it works. Uh, they're more concerned about profits. That's why people get denied care. That's why you get shoved into uh, just only being able to go, only being able to go to certain doctors. Uh, things like that. It's it's strictly for profit, and we're the only industrialized country in the world that doesn't have it. Uh, everyone else makes it work, and no one else wants our system. I've I've traveled quite a bit, and I've talked to people uh, from other countries, and I haven't found one yet that would trade systems with us. Now, does that mean that their systems are perfect? No, no, they're not perfect. But you know, we're the U.S. We take 
we look at other other countries or we just look at our own Medicare system. When we take what works and what doesn't work in these other countries or in our own Medicare system, we fix it yeah. and improve it. But people people are bankrupted in this country. We're the only country that does that. I mean, people, we have over 600,000 bankruptcies a, a year in this country, and two-thirds of them are for medical bills. And we have people that actually have to ration medication, like insulin, because they can't afford it. And it's just... To me, that's an absolute travesty in a country with this kind of wealth that that we can't uh, cover all our citizens with health care. Well, just so you know, I don't, I can't even afford health care insurance, and I still disagree <clears throat> with what you're saying. I had a Chinese foreign exchange student who stayed with me for a year, and he said China says U.S. has best health care in the world, and they actually travel here to get. Uh, health care and pay out of their own pockets because we have the best health care in the world. Is it affordable? No. But do I want the government in charge of my of my health care? That's a hell no. I've seen what y'all have done with Medicare, Medicaid, and the post office. I don't want the government in charge of any of my stuff. Well, I don't, I don't think that uh, most people on Medicare would give it up. I mean, I ask this question a lot. Medicare because... is great. Medicare <clears throat> is great. But expanding Medicaid is another deal. Well, Medicaid is is a different animal from Medicare, but mm-hmm. pe- people forget that Medicare was brought about because insurance companies didn't want uh, to cover older people. I know. I agree they're, with they're Medicare. Yeah. I agree with Medicare. I've got <clears throat> you know, I, I'm almost at that age where I'm going to need it, so I don't want it to go anywhere because I've paid in long enough where I deserve to have it. But I don't want the government in charge of any of my stuff. I think less government, better. Well, I, I agree with that. I I don't think that the government would be in charge of your health care right now. You have. You, you have insurance companies. You said well, you have insurance companies in charge of your health care now. They decide what they pay for and what they don't. What doctors you get to go see, what doctors you don't get to go see. If you're on certain plans, you have in-network doctors. Uh, <clears throat> if you get something like cancer, or say, and you say, "Hey, I need to go to MD Anderson in Houston because it's the best cancer hospital in the country," well, your insurance says, "Well, that's out of network. We're we're not, we're not going to pay for that." Yeah. If you were on a if you were on a Medicare for all or universal health care, it wouldn't matter what doctor you went to. It'd, it'd cover any doctor in the country, and that's my contention. It's just uh, people get caught up and say, "Well, uh, you know, government would just run it," but government runs Medicare just fine. The part of it that doesn't work fine is the twenty percent that private insurance is involved in. Yeah, I think we have an insurance problem. I don't think we have a health problem. I think we have an insurance problem, but I don't want the government in charge of it. Uh, If you could find a way to make a law to make everybody know exactly what they're going to pay up front, that would be a different story. That way we could save and and prepare for that. But no to government health care. I'm sorry. But I know (laughs) you are are looking at – you've been a grain farmer – for a long, yes. long time. So I know you're looking out for the guys who are rural and who are working on trying to make a living. Right. Okay. I was one of them 26 yeah. years. Thank you for that, by the way. <laughs> you're welcome. Yeah. All right. So how would you help the rural area? Because most of Missouri is rural, let's be honest. Yes. Uh, most of it is, especially the 8th District, is very rural. Uh, mm-hmm. A lot of grain farming, obviously, from really from your area south into the Delta, uh, a lot of cattle farming as you get into the hillier areas. But uh, we, need to, we need to get another farm program passed. Uh, this year is shaping up to be a, be a tough year uh, for guys. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, the, we're, I guess the, you know, the bins are overflowing with grain, and 
you know, we got the mess in Ukraine and, and uh, you know, China's looking for other, uh, you know, sources. Uh, they're right. going to Brazil and Argentina. Uh, I'm so to, sick uh, of China. Honest to God, I'm so <laughs> sick of China. I'm just so sick of them. I'm sick of Russia. I'm sick of China. So I, I want to jump to other things because I agree with you on the farmers thing. I, I, a lot of people say farmers are the biggest, biggest welfare company. I, You know what? No farmers, no food. So shut your face. But right. when it comes to abortion, where do you stand? Because most Democrats uh, think it's a woman's choice. Well, I would agree with that. I am, too. I'm pro-choice. Oh, boy. Yep. Yep, I am pro-choice, and it's not that. Uh, That's because you know, you're that already I think born. abortion's a good. It's not that I think it's a good thing, because I don't. The problem I have with it is, is someone else is making a decision about a person's health care based on their religious views, and that that's where mm-hmm. it comes in. And just just like the Alabama ruling this week, uh, the chief justice actually invoked God in his decision, uh, and you know we're supposed to have separation of church and state, especially in our laws. And it's just now, now they're classifying embryos as children or as babies, as human beings. And, uh, there's a major difference there. One, you can freeze an embryo and thaw it out and use it later. I don't think you can do that with a baby yet. Yeah. I, I, uh, so. I don't agree with the embryo thing either. I just, I don't agree with that either. And I'm, I'm pro innocent life. Um, I truly believe that. An abortion is not health care because, the, I mean, you have your body, but when you conceive and there's another body in there, that's no longer your body. That's someone else's body. So if the baby's in the womb, that's somebody else's body now. It's not yours. It's not health care. Well, I, I disagree with that because uh, you don't many times, it. many times, well, I do understand it, but many times uh, it's not a viable pregnancy. And uh, as things stand in, in Missouri now, as it does in many other conservative states, uh, if something goes wrong, you're still not allowed to terminate that pregnancy, regardless of the health risks to the mother That's or to the health risks to the fetus. No, nope. and that is that is unacceptable to me. If, the, if uh, there's a danger of the mother <clears throat> dying, she can have the pregnancy terminated in Missouri. But they're they're working to get that changed. They're, well, they're going to work. They're going to they're going to keep working until. Uh, you can't get an abortion for anything. That's like uh, a couple of years ago, there was a 10-year-old girl raped in Ohio, impregnated by a 27-year-old man. Well, she couldn't get a, she couldn't get an abortion in Ohio because their fetal heartbeat law had kicked in after Roe v. Wade was overturned. Uh, so she had to go to Indiana, which hadn't yet enacted their laws. Uh, <clears throat> but you, you think uh, there are a lot of people that that think that that child should have been forced to carry that uh, baby to term. Uh, now, you think how young a 10-year-old girl is, and her body uh, is not able to really carry a, a baby to term. What would that have done to her physically? Uh, maybe it would have uh, got her to the point where she couldn't have children when she was older and got married and wanted to have children when she wanted to have it. Yeah, so, it just again, it's just, it's just to me, it's, it's somebody else making a decision about your health care. And, and to me, it is a health care decision. And I know people disagree on it completely. Uh, it's a very, it's a very touchy subject. It is. Yeah, it is. You do know but that it, this this country was founded with you know one nation is is it was very very much a Christian nation when it was founded. So there's freedom of religion, not freedom from it. So if the states want to decide that a ten year old has to carry a baby to term and then adopt out the baby, um, at least then that ten year old doesn't have to live with the fact she killed a human being. 
No, but she may have to live with the fact that she can't have children anymore. She can adopt. Because of, because somebody else, well, that's, but you're taking that decision away from her. Maybe she doesn't want to adopt. Maybe I she just, wants I to have a child I just don't want to kill own. babies, dude. I don't want to kill babies. <clears throat> well, so we I understand just, that. We disagree. I understand that. All right, where do you stand on that. guns? Because you're wearing a cowboy <clears throat> hat, and I'll be a huckleberry right now. <laughs> well, I'm, uh, I'm pro-Second Amendment. I own guns. I shoot and all that. Uh, I think there needs to be something done uh, with the availability of, of you know, assault-style weapons. I think that, that we need tougher you, laws you gonna come around get those. Mine? Are you going to come get mine? Or no. Or how's that going to no. work? Okay. No, no. But I think we should make it harder. Uh, we need red flag laws. We need people that have been con- uh, uh, convicted of uh, sexual assault or, or um, you know, uh, what am I trying, domestic assault, things like that. That I agree with. They shouldn't be allowed to get those. I, I agree. I mean, people, we need we need tougher background checks. I mean, what we do it for a lot of other things. I mean, look what we go through just to be able to drive a car or something. Mm-hmm. But uh, when you drive a truck, uh, they don't allow you to just go get in a truck. You have to be trained. Uh, if you want to haul hazardous materials, you have to get more training and all that so you can handle it because it's more dangerous. Uh, we need to do the same thing with these firearms. It's just crazy. I mean, we're the we're the only... Uh, did you, know, did you go through that all that before you got your first gun? Did you go through all that before you got your first gun? Because I didn't. I was 12 when I started shooting. Yeah, I was a kid when I started shooting. My dad had a rifle and a shotgun. Mm-hmm. I had a 410. We had a 12-gauge. But what if your um, dad had been depressed at one point in his life and that red flagged him? Then he wouldn't have had it. Well, that's crazy to me because depression is not permanent. And so you get red flagged by something like that. You know, criminals don't care about laws, Denny. That's the part that bothers me about all of this people getting guns things. Because most of the people who are shooting up cities and killing people at parades and stuff like that, they don't give a crap about your laws. They're going to get their guns whatever way they want. So why make it harder for good people to get guns when we're not the ones shooting up the place? My guns have never hurt anybody. Well, no, but uh, people, people, a lot of people get guns legally uh, that do go out and shoot places up. I mean, it just it happens yeah, over Hunter and over Biden and over got again. Guns. Yeah. <clears throat> Pardon me. Hunter Biden went and had a got a gun, but he he lied. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Well, I know that. Okay. Oh, well, I didn't mean to make this rough on you, but when I hear something that just goes against everything <laughs> I totally believe, I I gotta say something. <laughs> But I, I understand. I do want you to, you know, be able to say whatever else you want to say in the two minutes we have left. So go ahead, just make your little speech about why they should vote for you. Okay. Well, the the, the big things, I, as I said, I'm concentrating on wealth inequality. I think we need to go back to a more uh, progressive tax system like we had uh, in the '60s and '70s, uh, where we get people, these billionaires, that pay their fair share of taxes. They're not now. Uh, we just keep passing tax break after tax break for these people. The middle class keeps shrinking. The eighth district keeps getting poor. I mean, we're the we're the worst district in the state as far as child poverty, adult poverty. Uh, you know, uh, you know what else? Am I they all to say? they all have iPhones <clears throat> and fingernails, though. I can't afford those, and I work my butt off. But yeah. here, here I am <clears throat> watching the person in front of me with food stamps with an iPhone and nine inch nails. That's awesome. Well, I, th- I think uh, I think that gets misconstrued. Uh, the people, it was kind of like Reagan's, uh, you know, the welfare queen with the Cadillac. Uh, most people, what is welfare? Two uh, hundred some dollars a month. I, I don't think you're going to go out and buy fingernails on on two hundred dollars a month. But Unless you sell we, them to uh, somebody else, then you know you take the money and do that. 
I'm just saying uh, we we need to get more people off welfare. We really do. We need to. You, yeah. you should have to do something pro like volunteer. Do something in order to get right. your welfare unless you're completely disabled. I agree. But we need jobs for them to be able to do that. And we keep losing jobs in this. district. We just lost two factories yeah. in this district. We keep losing hospitals, which is a major source of employment for a lot of these rural communities. We keep losing all this. But, uh, you know, they, they don't want to raise the minimum wage and, and people nope. need to make more money to be able to, to buy the things they need. I mean, they can't even afford to keep their child in daycare because the jobs don't pay enough. Yeah, and then the so prices go up. All and prices have gone up. up. Yeah. Yeah. Prices have gone up. Inflation. So we, we need people to, to make more money. They need higher wages. They need a better uh, source of income. We need more jobs available. Um, we just we need more factories in this. We're, we're sitting in a perfect position in this country or in this, in, yeah, in this country because we have the Mississippi River. We have major interstates. We have railroads uh, centrally located. We're in a perfect spot uh, for a factory. Mm-hmm. Uh, but we're not getting them. No, nope. uh, we just lose them because <clears throat> so, other countries allow people to do things without dereg without regulations to the point where they can't afford to do business anymore. Maybe we should work on that, perhaps. Well, some some regulations, but I think everybody wants clean water. I think everybody wants clean air. Everybody does. Uh, but, we've got cleaner air yeah. and water than we've ever had before. Yeah, yeah, but but that's because we enacted legislation over the years that that has brought that about, and a lot of people fought it. They didn't want that. But, like I said, everybody wants clean air and clean water. We all want good schools to send our kids to mm-hmm. uh, that are well-funded. Our teachers are the poorest, some of the poorest paid in the country. And, and then I, we wonder why to, people don't want to go into teaching. I hate to run, but it's it's Democrat Denny Roth. He's running for District 8. I have 10 seconds for him off the air. Denny, thank you for your time today. Thank you, Fawn. Uh-huh. I appreciate it. Bye-bye. Uh-huh.